Featuring this week's guest, Jeff Burrows of The Tea Party. Hey, it's Mark and Hoogie Show, and this week's guest, we have the drummer from The Tea Party joining us, Mr. Jeff Burrows. Look at you, buddy. Sunglasses and all. I love it. You look beautiful. Sorry. How you doing, Just Jeff? like a rock star. I'm out of allergy. I'm out of allergy. <laughs> Quite literally. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's Nobody's judging. Nobody's oh, judging. Don't worry. Good, good. So, uh, how, how you been, man? How you been? Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm kind of like everybody else right now, you know. Um, you know, just trying to get things done. The band's been doing things. Right. Um, we're having a lot of band meetings, so our lines of communication are good, but we're not touring. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, things are all right, you know. Well, you guys were supposed to have a big tour this summer, uh, the Saints and Sinners tour. Um, which was going to be one of the biggest tours in Canada all summer. I mean, you guys, it was what you guys, uh, the headstones, Moist big wreck, on there. and yeah, Moist, like, uh, Moist big wreck, yeah. you know what, it, it, it's going to happen. Uh, it, you know, a lot of people in, in these times feel really, um, you know, insular and, and feel like they're alone in it. And, you know, even the strongest people, or mental health advocates <laughs> go through that, you know, who am I, what am I, where am I, Existent a lot of existential um, thoughts going through everyone's mm -hmm. minds right now. And, and, you know, I remember when, I remember when the tea party broke up, uh, whatever, 15 years ago or something for, for six years or so, there was a whole lot of that. And, and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of that, of that, you know, like you're, you're identified as someone in a band and you're really, it's not your, it's not your life by any means, your family is and so on and so forth, but it has such a strong feeling or connection and, and Ugi can attest to that. I mean, that's, that's your other family and it's your ways and means yeah. bread and butter and it's just like, poof, it's gone. And no matter what your industry is from music industry to the automotive industry to the service industry, it's, mm -hmm tough on everyone and, and no one really can escape that feeling whether even if you've been working the whole time i think it's it's just been a gong show so it's uh it's, it's crazy you, you mentioned the breakup with the band and i i honestly forgot about the, the fact that you guys took a break uh and yeah. so you mentioned it i'm like oh yeah they did they did they did break <laughs> up for a couple years there yeah. uh it and at that point so so when the band it was after that um it was after the Def leopard tour I think, mm -hmm. right? It was it was after yeah. that whole Canadian Def Leppard tour. And then it I kind of remember when it all kind of came down the wire. You and, and Stu were kind of a little bit shocked, but it had to have been scary though. At, at that <laughs> point, you're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, now what, Yeah, we now? we finished we finished that tour and we I think we finished it at the Savon Arena in Victoria. Then we came back to Vancouver. And we hooked up with our friend Todd Kearns because he wasn't doing anything at that point. And we'd been friends for 20 years and we started working on music. So there's like four or five songs floating out there that have Todd vocalizing oh, with Jeff. And right in the middle of that session, things kind of exploded. And, you know, there you go. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Pretty strange, but yeah. Anyway, back to the original thing. That's kind of how everyone is doing, you know. I'm I'm 
feeling weird. Everyone else is feeling weird and ang- anxious and, you know, that just, that bullshit, you know, it, it sucks, you know. Yeah. But. <laughs> I hear you. I I, well, maybe some people don't realize you then got in, you, you had a radio gig for a bit, obviously yeah. had some side projects. I mean, um, yeah. you're, you're a guy who can't just sit still. You always have to have something going on. You um, got to, you know, <laughs> idle hands, you know, <laughs> the double yeah. the idle hands. And, um, you know, uh, when you're, when you're in a moderately successful Canadian band, you can't sit back for, for years and years and, you know, live off your millions because there's no such thing. I mean, if you're in Nickelback <laughs> or, or, you know, you're Shania Twain, of course that's cool. But, you know, um, when you work in, in that industry and you're not set up with a pension or you're not set up with benefits, that's my wife and I took that very, very seriously when we first started. And we were literally putting away, you know, hundreds a month, just, just got to stock this away for, retirement, got to stock this away for school for the kids, got to stock this away for, you know, just in case. So, you know, you, you don't stop no. uh, and you always feel blessed, mind you. And, and that's why I, I do kind of charity stuff and everything beyond just to keep myself busy as well. But, you know, you're, I've been blessed and not having to do a nine to five thing forever. Um, but with that comes, you know, a lot of diligence and, and a lot of, you know, prep and, and, you know, concern over what are you going to do? You know, not, not day to day, but year to year. And you think, okay, my kid's seven now. Well, in 10 years, he's 17. And now he's going to be in college. And how do I pay for that on musician salary that what does, you know, one tour of Canada, one tour of Australia once a year, you're not, raking in dough it, it, it's just yeah. not the way it works so yeah that's why i've been busy <laughs> <laughs> obviously you guys all live in different spots too you're you're in windsor um uh Stu is in in bc british mm-hmm. columbia and then you have uh martin who's who's in australia that mm-hmm. has to be uh kind of hard and probably it's probably pretty unique I think uh, maybe not so much anymore that you can, you know, transfer stuff, you know, it's like, oh, Google Drive or Dropbox, you can send each other files, but yeah. it's still got to be a little tough to, uh, to, to to come up with those ideas when you're not together as much yeah. as you probably would like to be. Well, you make a good point. So what we decided a few years ago was, <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to, it's hard as a band, if you've been around for 30 years to wow. come and, and sit in a room for two, three months. It's, it's just not like that anymore. And to do a whole album. So we came up with the idea that, you know, if we're going to tour, there's plenty of time during the day. I mean, you're set up, if your media is done and, and everyone, you can jam and work on this and work on that. And then post tour or pre next tour, we would always get together. So if we, if we worked on parts on a Canadian tour and say there's like 12 ideas and we know we're going to Australia for a tour, say in November, we'll go mid October into studio, start working on it that way and only do an EP. So we've been fortunate enough pardon me, to, to be able to do these sorts of things and release five or six songs every year. And that's, the mindset until this all happened that, that we want to try to keep instead of mm-hmm. 
releasing an album every four years because we're still piecing it together because we're still trying to, you know, get together. Let's let's just do five songs that we really love and that sound great and and we got some great raw sounds so I can do drums, bass, rhythm guitars, and maybe some la la la's so far as vocals are concerned if the if the words aren't there yet. But at least mm-hmm. Jeff has the package now with both Stuart and my parts on it and his tracer rhythm tracks and whatnots on his parts. And then he can shelf that for four months because he's got to do his solo dates. Again, you got to put around on the table, right? So he's doing his solo dates. And then by the time we get back together, he's ready to put his words that he's been working on, the melodies on top of the rhythm tracks and so on and so forth. So it kind of works out, you know, it, it makes it that we have to go away a little sooner, but I mean, Australian tours are never too long. The Canadian tours, if if they're big, can be a month and a half, two months if you're doing B and C markets. So, you know, there's there's always plenty of time to put together a nice package. But I think the day of the album um, for us is is past. It's just too difficult. And, you know, Jeff's not going to move from Australia. He's got kids there. And and Stuart's been in BC for over a decade. so, I mean, I'm, you're not going to get a complaint out of me to either visit BC or, or visit Australia because <laughs> yeah. they're both fantastic places. So Nice. All right. Yeah. So we got to take a, a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to play a, a little game. Would you rather? Uh, the Jeff Burroughs <laughs> edition. <laughs> it's coming up on the Mark and Hoogie Show. Visit us online at the Mark and Hoogie Show. Com. Conquer Rides and Rods, Canada's largest aftermarket V-Twin parts retailer for Harley-Davidson and Indian motorcycles. We also carry the latest biker clothing lines and accessories. Free Canadian shipping on orders over $50. Meeting or beating all Canadian online pricing. Check out Conquer.ca. That's Conquer with a K. Instagram at Conquer Rides and Rods. Why leave the house to go shopping when you can buy from your couch? Buyfromyourcouch.com strives to give their customers customers unique quality products and service at the absolute best price choose from one of their fashionable and washable masks and keep yourself and others safe plus check out their top quality shirts bar supplies and more just visit buyfromyourcouch.com guitar gifts for you a personalized guitar strap They're embroidered, affordable, and professional-looking for that electric, acoustic, classical, or even bass guitar player. All guitar straps sold are genuine Levy's products, and they're all fully adjustable. GuitarGiftsForYou.com. That's GuitarGifts, the number four, the letter U, dot com. The meanest beard products in the world. Hoogie here, and I gotta tell you, I've been utilizing the meanest beard product in the world for some time right now. It's helped my beard come in full, luscious, and, well, what more can I say? Save 15% using the Meanest Beard discount code MB15MH. Find us on the web at meanbeardco.com. Prestige Guitars. We manufacture both solid and semi-hollow body electric guitars, bass guitars, and acoustics using only the top components. Whether you're on stage, in the studio, or at home, Prestige Guitars will ensure that you sound, feel, and look the best each and every time you pick it up. Check out our new custom shop online at PrestigeGuitars.com. Support the Mark and Hoogie Show by purchasing your very own Mark and Hoogie Show merch. Shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee mugs, and even flip-flops. You know you want to walk all over them, just like their kids do. So head over to the merch page at TheMarkAndHoogieShow.com today. 
SIT Strings is celebrating 40 years. We believe that great tone starts with great strings. Manufactured in Akron, Ohio, we're a small but mighty company made up of guitar players, bass players, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, country music fans, metalheads, 80s rockers, and even the occasional jam band guy. Visit us online at sitstrings.com. The Mark and Hoogie Show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mark and Hoogie Show. Uh, here we are with the Would You Rather Jeff Burrows edition. So, Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, would you rather? This is a fun one for us. Uh, I'm going to start it off here. Uh, would you rather? Oh, sorry. I can't see my questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> would, you, would you rather compelled to high-five everyone you meet, or would you rather be compelled to give everybody a wedgie in a green shirt? <laughs> Uh, high five. High fives? High yeah. Fives. <laughs> I go with some crazy <laughs> questions sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> so here, here's a tough one, and I think especially because you're a drummer, would you rather have no elbows or no knees? Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'd have to quit drumming regardless, so I'd have to go. Well, no would you elbow. though? Would, would could, you? Could be a new style, right? Well, Rick Rick Allen, right from uh, Def Leppard. Yeah, you no know, elbow, you could, how do you even function with no elbows? Well, I guess it's just all pedals. I have to chop point, off right? my elbow here and play with repositioning the, the, the yes. drums. And... So, uh, no elbows. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, guys. Like, really? I There's thought this was going to be more like truth or dare. Like, would you rather eat this hot sauce or shove your face? <laughs> I got some more questions coming up. So. Yeah. <laughs> no elbows. There you go. Next. No elbows. Okay. So, this is a good one. Would you rather have to fart loudly every time somebody asked you a serious question? Or would you rather burp after every kiss? I'll burp after every kiss. I mean, I only kiss my wife, mom, and my kids, so. <laughs> and I'm usually drunk when I do it, so. <laughs> Burping anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but take after that rectal care, because on average, every human farts 18 times a day, and by wow. not releasing that gas, you're predispositioned to colon cancer. Wow. I, I got yeah, really? to say one thing. Uh, a stage manager of mine once said, two things in your old age you can't trust, a fart and a hard-on. <laughs> oh, I've never heard the hard-on part. Okay. No? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially wow. with age. <laughs> I only fart um, when I get a hard-on. <laughs> <laughs> And there's our tidbit for the show. Uh, <laughs> something you learned about Jeff. Would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a 2 with an amazing personality? Oh, I'm married to a 10 with a great personality. So, come on. You See, uh, good answer. Good answer. Right. See, the smart man. <laughs> 28 right, years. Yeah. 28 years. <laughs> 
Come on now. <laughs> she never watches anything I do. She'll watch this one. I guarantee you. <laughs> All right. So would you rather have every shirt you own be a little itchy or only be able to use one ply, one ply toilet paper for the rest of your life? Oh, Itchy. Itchy? Yeah, I'm too old for that shit, man. Come on. See, I, 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 see, I thought it's like, well, you know, you, you could do the mitten or something with the toilet paper. And no, no, man, the no, no, no. You know, I've worked really hard my life, and I suppose if you calculated the amount of times you spend, the amount of time you spend on a toilet your lifetime, I mean, that's probably a weird fact Mark would know with being in radio. Yeah. If not, <laughs> I know. But it's like a bed. I mean, you don't skimp on a shitty mattress. You you get a mattress. Like you treat it like yeah. that sofa that you've been saving for. So toilet paper. I mean, it might not be here on my list of things, but list of comforts. But it, <laughs> yeah. one one thing like touring has like I wish I would have done when I started was started a coffee table book of bathrooms we've seen on the road. Seriously, that. Like, Right. Great idea. Some of the places you you're like, hey, where's the bathroom? And the the, the venue's like right over there. And you open the door, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> or or when you're younger, you I don't know if you did this, but when we were younger, I mean, some of the bathroom or some of the dressing rooms were literally attached to the stage, and there was yep. no toilets anywhere. So we'd have cat in the corner. You got to take a whiz. It doesn't smell or or anything like that. And, you know. Wow. Things you learn. All right. <laughs> you can still do so, that, Mark. You can. You, you can could. Right beneath your I should. Um, <laughs> I should do that. I should do that in the home studio. Just have like uh, you know some some cat litter in the corner there. I don't have a bathroom in here. It's like oh, I only got thirty seconds. All right. Yeah, yeah. Go right here. Good to know. All right. <laughs> I mean, no more where's, where's the cat? Yeah, we don't have one. <laughs> I am in my broom closet, so the cat litter is in here. <laughs> awesome. I bet it smells great in there. <laughs> and it's funny, Hoogie doesn't have a cat either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I use it so for would the kids. you <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather go back to age five with everything you know today, or right. would you rather know everything that your future self is going to know? I'd go back to age five for sure. Because I mean, of course you make mistakes, but there were some really smart things that I didn't know with, with the risk involved, like so far as investments and stuff like that, that, hmm. you know, I knew that, Oh, you know, maybe we could put a little bit more into this or more into that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not obsessed with finances, but I'm, I'm always thinking, <laughs> you know, you, we didn't grow up with a stable, you know, nine to five, plug in, plug out sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I would take that. I wouldn't want to live longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go back. Your oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but especially during these times, I'd love to be five because I got a bunch of roommates here. They don't pay nothing. They eat all the food. <laughs> they're, they're always like, do this, do that. Yell at yeah. Each other. If Could you have you going home, back. You're five years old, you're going back, and you know, you know, oh, Apple. I remember hearing about Apple. Right. 
everything I own into this company in 1985, you know, <laughs> it's just a thousand yep. 1985 into Apple would be, you know, yeah, it'd be like, um, uh, like life is a box of chocolates there. What was that movie? Yeah. Like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. uh, or almost back to the future too, where he gets the almanac and then, right. Yeah. And, you know, go back and <laughs> you become the rich, the, the rich Biff. The, yeah. yeah. The are going to win the world series. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I think yep. it'd be great. That would be fun. Man. It would be. All right, there you go. Would you rather Jeff Burrows edition? We are going to come back, and what we what are we going to do? Well, we're going to take some listener questions uh, coming up in just a couple minutes. It's the Mark and Hoogie Show. Visit us online at show Adventure Mystic is Mystic Connecticut's premier paddle sports destination, featuring bike, kayak, and paddleboard rentals, sunrise, sunset, and full moon paddle events, kayak and paddleboard lessons, tours, and private parties, paddleboards, skateboards, snowboards, and so much more. Now shipping anywhere in North America. Order online at adventuremystic.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Bestronics Pro Audio, providing high-end and durable audio cables for the professional musician. All cables are custom-made to order and manufactured right in the USA using premium components. Check out our custom pedal board and rack builds. Visit best-tronics.com. And don't forget to follow us on our socials. Homegrown Boone's Bourbon, founded by American singer-songwriter Tyler Boone from the Strike Pig Distillery in Charleston, South Carolina. It's 117% proof, 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% barley. True American-made bourbon, aged in brand-new American white oak charred barrels. Order a bottle online today. DrinkBoonesBourbon.com. Will soon be available in Edmonton, Canada, and in Europe. WB Gear. We are determined to help get artists endorsement and the gear you need. Featuring brands such as SIT Strings, Prestige Guitars, Bestronic Pro Audio, Rev Amplification, Guitar Gifts for You, Neat Audio, Big Ben's Nut Sauce, Intune Guitar Picks, Mental Casing, Rockstock Pedals, and Barefoot Buttons. New artists can apply at WBGear.com today. Rev Amplification is committed to innovation, tone, and service check out the new alpha series the all-new g20 and d20 as well as our great line of pedals the plan from the start with the g series pedals was to recreate the tone of our amplifiers you can pick that up in one of the three options the g2 g3 and g4 pedals and they're available today over at revamplification.com. hey what's going on i'm danny Wallstop. you're watching the mark and hoogie show enjoy Hey, it's the Mark and Hoogie Show. We got Jeff Burrows from the Tea Party joining us. Time for some listener questions. You can always uh, send us your questions through our socials or over at uh, themarkandhoogieshow.com. Yeah, you got to almost do it backwards. I've kind of, no. See, yeah. I, I'm already forgetting. <laughs> I can't even figure it out. What's happening here? Um, <laughs> one day I'll get it right. So it's time for listener questions. Again, uh, hit us up on our socials at Mark and Hoogie. Or the Mark and Hoogie Show.com is how you can get your questions in. All right, Jeff, you ready for some listener questions now? Yep. Um, all right, cool. Here we go. So here is our first question. Check this out. Hey, Mark and Hoogie. Love the show. Uh, my question is for Jeff Burroughs. Jeff, back in the late 90s, when the Tea Party traveled across Canada on the Edgefest tour, what was that like to headline? and have so many big American acts opening for you. Also, the second part of my question, 
what did you take from those early day headlining experiences that you still keep with you today? Well, those were, that was like the heyday of, of everything. Um, uh, you think back now and to be able to be a part of a traveling festival. So this, I don't know if it went any further east than <clears throat> Montreal, but it did go all the way. Um, but when you're playing, you know, we, we, we had done some with like, it was us and our lady peace and some creed and those green, types of green yeah. day, right? Foo fighters. Then the green day Foo fighters one was huge. Yeah. Um, it was really cool because everyone was so, so nice. And, um, there was a lot of kids, like we got to bring our children on the road and these <laughs> babies, right. And, you know, they're, my guys are playing with these other little guys. It was, it was so cool. There's barbecues, baseball. I mean, who you seen it backstage. It was really set up like, um, like European festivals with amazing uh, catering and, and so on. So that really was <clears throat> the time of my life for real, because it was an opportunity for me to, to have, um, I think it might've been my first two boys or at least one at the first time and, and both of them at the second time um, and have both of those things together. Like, you know, the dream job, the dream gig, making great money, meeting new people and your family's there with you. So you can, you know, strut on stage and do everything you want and have to do as a, as a performer and, and have a beer with your wife after and, and play kids. I mean, it was a dream, dream job. So what I took away from it then was, wow, I, I would love to do that again. What I've, what I've kept with me though is, is you really, and it's a shame because the older you get, the more you realize, it. but there's opportunity and there's memories made to be created with almost anything that you're a part of. And, and, I know the times are hard and I, I hate to keep harping back on onto this, but you, you have to try to look at the bright side of everything and take it all in. So, you know, we're in the midst of a shit sandwich right now, but you're getting to see your kids way more. You're getting to re relearn how to do this, relearn how to do that experience different opportunities like this. This wouldn't have come about for you too, if, if this hadn't happened sort of thing. So it, and it's a shame that it, it takes you a little uh, to learn to, um, you know, appreciate those times, I guess. So I, I, I guess that's what I took away from it was, you know, there's experiences out there that are just unreal and, and, you know, keep them locked in here and, and appreciate them for what they were because truly blessed to be able to, to be on the road as a part of this big, you know, thing that, that was um, put together with agents and managers and the best crew and the best sound companies and it, just a traveling circus. It was insane. So yeah, very grateful. It's really no feeling like it. It's like a summer, summer camp, you know? Like Yeah. I mean, when you're amongst friends and I mean, you know, every night, everyone is just going bananas and there's different people on the road and, you know, the smells and the sounds and, you know, it's it you know there's there's just so much that you can absorb and take away from those situations so all right let's go to our next question there you go uh question for jeff burrows what's your personal favorite band to go and watch and where's your favorite venue to play thanks um well my favorite band to watch was rush because i i had seen them uh, i don't know 50 60 
70 times. I'm not quite sure. Wow. Uh, all over the place, um, all over America, all over Canada. Um, the best time was in Chicago, <clears throat> hanging out with Randy Johnson, the, the, the Hall of Fame pitcher, finding out yeah, that he's sure. a fan oh. of the Tea Party. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, Tom Morello was there. So hanging out with him and his wife and my wife, hanging out with Alex and drinking wine like that. Favorite band to see bar none, but I was given those opportunities again. So just insanely grateful. Um, what was the second part? Who do I want to see? Uh, favorite Maybe venue, favorite, I think. Favorite, favorite venue. What's one of the favorite venues you've had? Oh, that we've played? Um, oh, I don't know. There's so many. I like I like uh, the bigger, older theaters that are that are redone. I mean, you know, if, if I could play a, a 3,500 to 5,000 seat theater for the rest of my life, you know, two weeks out of every month, wouldn't that be a dream gig? Um, I, I, I love seeing bands in those situations too. I really want to see um, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. I haven't seen them yet, but oh, they're great. I, I love that band. I, I know every track. They're just, they're so out there and so good. And such they, uh, have you seen them, eh, Hoog? Yeah, I've seen them in Europe a couple festivals, and over there they just explode. Yeah. It's yeah, but they're insane players, are they not? It yeah, just seems just like not. it's like their muse mixed with Linkin Park mixed with metal, and I'm just like, God, that's so good. So uh, that's what I really want to see in like a big theater, but I don't know if I'll get do that because I, I they may be arena by the time they get here. Who knows? I, I, I know they've been here, but I just haven't seen them. Hey Jeff, Mark from Southwestern Ontario. In 2000, we saw a big shift in how people consume music uh, due to peer-to-peer -peer sharing or uh, what we know as Napster. So it led to a reduction in hard CD sales. Now fast forward 20 years and we're finding ourselves uh, immersed in COVID-19, which will impact how people consume music live. How do you think the industry will respond to that going forward and how will people be able to safely consume live music? Thanks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Beats me. <laughs> Beats me. Um, I mean, uh, like everyone, I hope it can go back to somewhere close to being normal. I mean, everyone. Okay, so to the first part of the question, um, when when live streaming and so on <clears throat> started taking over CD sales and everything, that was kind of when we had already, I believe, peaked at a point. So we were kind of already, I think our sales would have started going down a little bit anyway, like every band, like, you know, you reach your apex, but then if you can tour the rest of your life, awesome. So I, I, it didn't really affect us all that much. I mean, you miss seeing the platinum records and so on and so forth, but I honestly don't know if our fans were still buying our new music. So I can't really attest to how bad that was. I, I wish I could say, yeah, it destroyed our career, but no, it didn't. <laughs> the, the, the second part about how this is affecting us and all of us and so on and so forth. The problem is, is it's not, again, um, it, it affects the band people who are the ones that are moderately successful and somewhat successful and um, all the crew members and so on and so forth. It doesn't really affect your U2s and your Nickelbacks and, and your Foo Fighters and so on. That, that, those shows, those guys are obviously gonna be okay. But from a fan perspective, I just hope um, that it doesn't mean, you know, the, the 15,000 seat arena or, or even, no, let, 
forget that the, the 1000 capacity club that a young hot band is playing at is now only to able to be holding 300 people. It's, it's yeah, good. Right. You know, I think, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it, it'd be nice to look into the future uh, as per your mm. previous question, but, <laughs> but are people going to have to wear bracelets saying that they've tested negative perhaps something like that? Like, would you care? Do they, does it feel too much like the man is, is looking over you? Like I wouldn't care. I mean, I don't want to get a tattoo saying I'm negative, but you know, um, if you get something like a uh, negative as of, you know, May 30th, is that good enough? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Are there going to be wristbands that have that and also have the ticket that you bought in the same wristband? It could be, we could be, you know, I'm coming up with a great idea here, guys. Listen, <laughs> put everything in like our little watches and it's right. COVID negative, but you can also store your ticket, which I think you can already. Anyway, I, I was going to say, I think just so in other words, a smartphone, uh, smartphone <laughs> will ID you and you can pull it yeah. up saying, yes, I am, I am negative. Right. Or this government certificate on my phone. Yeah. yeah. I wonder yeah. if that's what they're going to do. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I know that they're doing that at some factories where you have to like go into an app and say, yes, I took my temperature and this and that. And now, yes. you know, it's a, you get a green check mark and it's like, Oh, let me in. But a um, lot of people don't, don't like, a lot of people don't like the apps no. because you know, that infringes on their, yeah. you know, privacy and you know, why were you over here? What are you, my wife? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my wife doesn't care. She's wonderful. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go to our uh, our next question right now. Hey there, Jeff. Uh, Tarrell up in Prince George, BC. Was hoping to see you guys Canada Day, your Saints and Sinners tour, but obviously it's been postponed. Uh, just wondering what kind of shows or tours that you have that are most memorable for you. I liked. Um, I mean, I love. I I do love touring. Um, the only time I don't like touring is is literally the last you know week when. You just want to get home and so on and so forth, but you still enjoy the shows, but the, you know, the stench of someone's socks or whatever on the tour bus is, you just kind of have it. But Especially Stu's, Stu's socks, right? Like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I can like, Stuart and I are probably the two cleanest ones on the bus. So. <laughs> Watch out for those punk socks. Yeah, the punk socks. <laughs> half stalactite, half bunk yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you know, when, when you're on the road and you have, um, and it doesn't happen off happen often, but when you, when you have one show on and, and two shows off where you have to get to the next city and you have a day off and you can tour around and I'd love going to museums. I love going to old churches. Um, I love hitting up old pubs, you know, just, just enjoy a nice day in Australia, particular, um, Stuart and I, Stuart and I always go out on, um, winery tours all the time so we we really stock up on on some great wines and meet friends and, and have some great dinners and lunches and stuff um but alone time it's it's usually spent walking to museums and stuff like that especially europe that's i mean you can't beat it when you know you're in amsterdam or you're in paris or something like that so all right our uh, next question here we go it's from red cup jeff hey mike and hoogie your old pal, Red Cup Jeff. I got a question for us, Jeff Burroughs from uh, Big Dirty Band. Considering he comes from one of the most underrated 
power trio bands. Kind of like ZZ Top and the police. I want to know, how hard was it for him to work with Alex Lifeson and Getty Lee? Got a second question. Why is Art Decay taking longer than Chinese Democracy or The Honey Drippers 2 to come out? That's it for now. Till next That guy that knows stuff. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't think so, but I'm, I got these on. Um, but what? now I forget what the first part of the question was. Um, oh, the, uh, how was it working with uh, the, oh, the big, yeah. big Dirty Band, right? The so, well, the only, the only tough, intimidating, daunting part was in studio because we used Alex's studio uh, mm. to Toronto, which was amazing because, you know, um, I had to use Neil's practice set to record on and that was hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I stole this drum skin off the snare. No. Um, <laughs> that part was, was, was daunting, but it was fun because it was – Alex obviously was there. Um, I forget who's engineering it, but he has engineered many, many Rush albums and so on. Um, Thornley was there. Uh, just a bunch of us. We were having a great time, um, but a little bit daunting. But, you know, after a few takes, because we were just kind of screwing around and what if we went into this part here and it, the song really wasn't um, organized the way Alex had wanted. So we were kind of going back and forth, which was fun. And then afterward, um, as Hugi can attest, I'm not a big pot smoker, but I'm never one to say no. <laughs> well, no I'll tell the Hoogie story later. But um, <laughs> <That's right. Sorry. laughs> but, but um, I'm done my parts, and I'm having a, a nice frosty beverage, and Alex, you know, hands me a blunt the size of his pen. And, <laughs> I really don't smoke, and I'm just like, screw it. I'm, <laughs> I'm smoking with Alex. I'm smoking with Alex. Life is it? Are you kidding me? Um, and uh, it was it was the most fantastic time. Again, that experience. And then by the time we did the video, like I had, I had known Getty and Alex for for quite a while at that point. And then <clears throat> by the time we did the video, I mean that was no big deal because um, you're you're just playing to the track and. It was it was a lot of fun. The little girls was were uh, Andy Curran's daughters, and um, Craig Ross, the bass player from Lenny Kravitz. He was his daughters were also in that video for uh, I Fought the Lot. So that was it was really fun getting to meet them and um, Getty and Alex. You know, it was it was crazy. It was great. It was a good time. I, I keep bugging out actually to put that band back together so we can have. Some I, fun. I was gonna say, <laughs> is, is there ever? A chance, maybe not even putting the band, that band back together, but maybe just having Alex and Getty on on a tea party song. Oh, I'd I'd love that. I would do that in an instant. I really would. I could see really well. I could see any of them because Stuart goes back and forth between bass and keyboards with bass pedals. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and Jeff's handling rhythm and lead, so Jeff could you know do the Keith Richards thing, and Alex could just tear it up, right? So right. That would be an amazing opportunity. I don't. I don't think that could not happen. I mean, I like guest things. We did. We did that with uh, Crash Karma quite a bit. We had Ian Desa, Ian Thornley, all the Ians. Yep. <laughs> Your name's Ian. You were invited. Come on in. <laughs> and then uh, he asked about the Art Decay. So the Art Decay. Not many people even know what it is, but <clears throat> Stuart. So when the band took its hiatus, um, Stuart and I had tried to. A couple different things. We we were doing a thing called the Art Decay 
where we were writing um, music. And it was literally between uh, like in my basement or at his place, just kind of back and forth. Um, we worked with um, uh, Killer, um, Steve Kilby from uh, the, the Church. You know that song, Under the Milky Way? Mm. Retro oldies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he joined us on one. And then we, we just, nothing really happened. Or we didn't really, you know, Stuart got busy, I got busy. Then we started another band with Todd Kearns and his, uh, and Ryan from uh, Age of Electric as well, one of the brothers. Um, and that, that nothing quite happened with that either. And, and then Todd got busy again. And so, you know, there's always a ton of things that are going on and happening. I'd like... Uh, I'd like that art decay stuff to come out. It's pretty cool. It's very, um, really trippy and a little, I don't want to say soft around the edges, but it's, it's like a new wave Pink Floyd kind of vibe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it is taking longer than Chinese democracy. That's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we have uh, one last question. Here we go. Hey, what's up, Jeff? Adam, John Jay here. In Estonia. Um, so I, like many other people, are super stoked about the new Tea Party record. Uh, I've heard the new single, a couple of new songs, Black River being one of them, and it's awesome. Um, so I'd like to ask you uh, who you worked with on this album, who uh, produced the record, where you guys recorded it, and uh, what is the general vibe on the new Tea Party record? What are you guys writing about? So yeah, the the next EP is written. Um, we did release two cover songs just for fun during the pandemic to to try to keep people's minds occupied. Um, but the next uh, the next EP is <laughs> it's really good, but it is really good. Um, <laughs> don't you hate that? It's like this is the well, best thing we've ever done. <laughs> are they ever, is anyone ever going to be like, oh, the new stuff we got? It's shit. It America. sucks. <laughs> Imagine a band did that. Like, oh yeah, you do not want to hear what we got. Do not buy it. <laughs> Don't even well, play it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I can say management says that it's our best material in decades. Um, Warner Brothers is really, really excited about it. So that's all I can really say. Um uh, for, first, we presented them with the, the, the first, what we thought was going to be the single. And then uh, they said, this is really, really good, blah, blah, blah. Then we presented them with the next one once it was mixed. And I was like, wow, this is better than the next one. Then we just gave them another one that's heavier. And they say that this is the best one. So I don't know. It's <clears throat> I'm grateful. Uh, if, they, if they do great, you know, I don't, I don't think my band of 30 years is going to change the rock world at this point. But um, we're we're putting out quality, and you know, I I know our hardcore listeners um, will like it. And there's there's components of it that are I, I hate pigeonholing it, but I, I know that it, it will satisfy the the rock listeners. And then there's other components that will satisfy those who appreciate more melody and such. So you know, it's it, it's great. We produce ourselves. Always have. We'll use um, Brian Moncars, who's a great mixer out of Toronto, um, for some radio mixes. 
but um, we've been self-produced since day one. Uh, the co-production on the first two, but always have done it on our own. So, is it? Didn't I hear something before, Jeff? That Jeff Martin is like one of the youngest producers. Like he has for he has like a credit as being one of the youngest producers, I guess, or or something. I thought he told me that. Maybe it was just him <laughs> saying it was. I think it was Jeff who actually told me that. So I don't know how much, how much truth there is to it. But very little known fact is that. So because I produced the first uh, mm-hmm. record, Splendor Solace, right? Well, produced all of them, but uh, but I was, uh, and I still believe I've got the dubious distinction of being the youngest producer ever to produce a record for EMI. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. All right, there we go. Listener uh, and viewer questions. You can always send us your questions at the Mark and Hoogie Show and the Mark and Hoogie Show.com. All right, we're going to come back with Jeff Burroughs of the Tea Party. Wrap it up. We'll find, uh, I, I got a couple questions for you too uh, before we go. Uh, I know we've kept you for a while, but we will be right back. Jeff Burroughs of the Tea Party on the Mark and Hoogie Show. Stay tuned. The Mark and Hoogie Show. DeanBlundell.com is Canada's premier blog and podcast network. Our unique group of broadcasters, athletes, writers, and production specialists cover platforms that range from music, sports, radio and television, marketing, self-help, and even comedy. 11 podcasts, over 20 bloggers. Pure content madness. Check it out for yourself at DeanBlundell.com. Support the Mark and Hoogie Show by purchasing your very own Mark and Hoogie Show merch. Shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee mugs, and even flip-flops. You know you want to walk all over them, just like their kids do. So head over to the merch page at themarkandhoogieshow.com today. Hello, it's Morgan from 7 Dust here, and you're watching the Mark and Hoogie Show. Yeah, boy! All right, we're back. It is the Mark and Hoogie Show, themarkandhoogieshow.com, and part of the Dean Blundell Network. And we are with Jeff Burroughs from The Tea Party. And, uh, dude, thanks so much for joining us today. I know we kind of touched on a lot of stuff, but uh, obviously uh, you guys did do uh, – we kind of touched on it a little bit, those uh, two covers that you guys recently released. Uh, yeah. You did a cool version of Isolation. The video as well was pretty cool, the Isolation video uh, that you guys released. I loved how – it kind of had all these different cities with, you know, with the cell phone. Uh, yeah. Whose idea was that? So we have a, a friend, his name's Bill Blair. He's an Australian. Um, he visited us um, when we were in studio in October. We were doing some charity stuff in, out of Vancouver and stuff. And again, we were putting together these five songs for this. So he came out and was just doing some shots, so on and so forth. And then um, he owns a company, like a drone company, <clears throat> and you'll see some of the footage of um, Sydney Harbor and stuff. And he's he's mm-hmm. uh, a Sydneyite and um, or Sydney cider, whatever that is. Anyway, um, he <laughs> I digress. He uh, he put it together. He had friends in um, Germany. He has friends in New York. So like they would, one guy would take the cell phone and go. Um, put a green screen on the cell phone itself. Right. And then film themselves walking with that phone. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, and then they would put, he would put the footage that we gave him onto the green screen phone. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. It's a cool video. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's again, it didn't require anything from the band. We, we, we recorded, um, we set up, um, you know, the, just, just these things while we were playing and, off we went so he put it all together but it was um again you're just trying to give your your friends and fans something to keep yourself top of mind during all of this especially when we were going on tour so all right well there you go jeff burrows 
from the yeah, Tea Party. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having us. <laughs> thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, make sure to uh, follow. You can follow the Tea Party on their socials. Check out their website as well, TeaParty.com, which they still own. They did not sell, even though they were offered a million dollars. They never gave it. <laughs> He's like, "Don't bring that up." <laughs> After everybody got their piece, I wouldn't have been left with like a fifty. No. Right? <laughs> Awesome. There you go. Jeff Burrows at the Tea Party. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Mark and Hoogie Show. Visit us online at themarkandhoogieshow.com.